You are Locked On Patriots, your daily New England Patriots podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello to all of you Foxborough faithful. You are now locked in to the Locked On Patriots podcast. It is Friday, September 17th, 2021, and it is almost game day here on your daily home for news, notes, and analysis. Infused with the occasional opinion on your six-time Super Bowl champions, the New England Patriots. And don't forget, Patriots fans, the Locked On NFL Draft podcast relaunches on September 20th with brand new hosts. Eric Crocker brings the player scouting. Ryan Tracy brings the analytics. Follow the Locked On NFL Draft podcast on YouTube, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Greetings and salutations, Patriots fans. Thank football and Foxborough. It is Friday, and it is almost game day as your New England Patriots get set to travel to the green side of the Meadowlands as they take on the New York Jets 1 p.m. Sunday, September 19th from MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford, New Jersey. My name is Mike DeBate, and I cover your New England Patriots for Patriot Maven of Sports Illustrated. I am also your host of the Locked On Patriots podcast, which, of course, is a proud part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And folks, because it's your team every day, that means your questions, your comments, your feedback are always welcomed, very much appreciated. So share that feedback. Send it to the internet by reaching out to me and following me on Twitter at M-D-A-B-A-T-E-N-F-L. And while you're out there giving the weekend nod and saying, how you doing to the Twitterverse, please be sure to follow the Locked On Patriots account as well at L-O underscore Patriots. Pats fans, the time for the talk is just about over. Your 0-1 New England Patriots coming off of a 17-16 loss to the Miami Dolphins in Week 1 of the 2021 NFL season will travel to East Rutherford to take on the also 0-1 New York Jets. The Jets dropped their season opener to the Carolina Panthers 19-14, their former quarterback Sam Darnold getting the last laugh in that one. Both of these teams unquestionably will do all they can to avoid that 0-2 hole in the AFC East. But what will each side do to get the victory on Sunday? Well, luckily for us, Patriots fans, we have one of the best in the business here today with us to help us break it all down and give you his opinion on the type of action we might just see on the field on Sunday at MetLife Stadium. Bit of a homecoming here today to close out the week in style as my good friend, the host emeritus here at Locked On Patriots, USA Today Touchdown Wire's Mark Schofield joins me on the pod. And if Mark is here, you know we're talking quarterbacks. Mac Jones, Zach Wilson, two rookie quarterbacks going head-to-head. Believe it or not, it's the first time that two rookie quarterbacks have ever started against each other in a New England Patriots-New York Jets matchup. For those of you brave Patriots fans making the trek to the Meadowlands to see this one in person, the crowd at MetLife Stadium is going to be raucous. They will be very much against your New England Patriots, so folks, please be careful. If you're watching this from the friendly confines of your own home, the game can once again be found on your local CBS affiliate, Kevin Harlan handling the play-by-play duties with Trent Green as the color analyst and Melanie Collins reporting from the sidelines. 
As always, if you prefer a little local flavor to your broadcast, I highly recommend checking out the radio broadcast on 98.5 The Sports Hub, the flagship radio station of your New England Patriots. My man Bob Sosi on the play-by-play, Scott Zolak on the color commentary. Bob and Zoe are truly one of the best duos in the business and doing what they do best. But again, folks, the time for the talk is just about over. And in just a moment here on Locked On Patriots, I will be welcoming in the man I affectionately call the excellence of execution, Mark Schofield, to break this one down from a Pats perspective, from a Jets perspective, and most of all, to give us some amazing insight on two promising rookie quarterbacks, Zach Wilson of the Jets and Mac Jones of your New England Patriots. That is right, Pats fans. It is Game Preview Friday, and keep a sharp ear on the conclusion to today's podcast where I will reveal my keys to the game as well as my final score prediction. Folks, an action-packed agenda. Always a blast when Mark drops by to check on the Toto poster hanging on the wall in his honor. And in just a moment, my good friend, the excellence of execution himself, Mark Schofield, joins me to break this one down. Pat's Jets preview when the Locked On Patriots podcast continues. Locked On listeners, Built Bar, the most delicious, healthy protein bar you've ever tried, has so many delicious flavors. There's something for everyone. And when you talk to a Built Bar fan, and I have folks, believe me when I tell you, there are a lot of you out there, they are passionate about their favorites. If you don't know about the Built Bar flavors, well, you're missing out. But the best part of Built Bar is not even just the delicious flavors they provide. It's the fact that in addition to them being delicious, they're also one of the most healthy treats available today. Each Built Bar has between 17 and 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180 calories per bar, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, and all healthy. Flavors like coconut, cherry barcia, love that name, mint brownie, double chocolate, cookies and cream, and so much more. When you want a treat that's not only pleasing to your palate, but also great for your health, don't delay, do it today. Make Built Bar your go-to protein bar right now. Visit Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Patriots fans, closing out the week in style isn't really true style without welcoming the man who truly set the standard on this microphone. Wholeheartedly sincere when I say that this man is the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. The excellence of execution and the host emeritus here at Locked On Patriots. That's right, folks. Today we are blessing the reins and welcoming back my predecessor, my mentor, and most humbling, my good friend, Mark Schofield. Mark, Thank you for joining me today on Locked On Patriots to help preview this Pats-Jets matchup in week two coming up in the 2021 NFL season. But most importantly, bud, welcome back home. Mike, it's great to be back with you. It's always a blast to to catch up with you. It's always a blast to just, you know, chat and and catch up before shows and then obviously dive into the Patriots after shows. Um, You know, before we dive in, I did want to say, man, you've been crushing it. Uh, I'm so happy to see all the work you're doing, all the stuff you're doing. Just fantastic stuff, Dan, and day out. Couldn't be happier for you, man. Couldn't be happier for your success. 
Thank you, man. That means a lot to me. And I truly mean that from the bottom of my heart as uh, one of the people that I owe so much to in this business for your support, your insight and your mentorship. Uh, I truly would not be here without you. And I really do appreciate that. And uh, it really means the world to me when I say that. Um, again, uh, you know, coming from someone who continues to crush it each and every uh, pen to paper, each and every voice to microphone that you put out in terms of content uh, it is truly humbling for me to hear. So thank you for all of that. And thank you for continuing to set the standard that we all aspire to each day uh, that we uh, do the, the work that we do in this business. Uh, you do, you set the bar high and then you do it in a way that's done with class and done with uh, professionalism that, again, we all aspire to. So thank you so much for that, Mark. I, I really do appreciate it. Oh, man, it's it's my, my pleasure, buddy. It's my pleasure to be here, my friend. Absolutely. And uh, we can't think of a better place for you to be than here on Locked on Patriots to help preview the Patriots Jets week two of the 2021 NFL season. Both teams coming into this at 0-1 and dare I say, maybe facing a must win. Uh, each, you know, each team is is pretty much against the wall right now. And you look at the Bills and the Dolphins doing battle in, uh, you know, divisional action as well this weekend. Big weekend for the AFC East. And really, I think a big weekend for all four teams to kind of establish where they'd like to be uh, in uh, the pecking order when it comes to this division. And as always, folks, we have Mark on for a number of different reasons to always lend his wisdom and counsel the way only he can but we'd be remiss if we didn't say that quarterbacks are a specialty of this man's repertoire. And that's where we're going to begin today. Mark, uh, Mac Jones for a debut, uh, inauspicious for that first snap. There's no question about it. You do not want to begin your pro career with a sack and a fumble in your first pro level drop back. But I thought Mac showed tremendous poise, immediately demonstrated the ability to quickly learn from that miscue, didn't let it impede him from the task at hand, settled down. And I thought he played with a confidence and a command that really, I think, culminated in a solid NFL debut. 29 of 39 pass attempts completed, 281 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions. But I thought the most important aspect of Max play last Sunday, Mark, was his ability to withstand pressure. 14 of 18 for 129 yards against the Blitz, 9 of 12 for 89 yards on third down, 7 of 10 with a touchdown when he was under pressure. Those numbers are impressive for any quarterback, but when you take into account that Mac is a rookie making his first career start, that stat line all of a sudden begins to put defensive coaching staffs throughout the league on notice. I give it to you, my friend. The ball is yours. Take us through what your impressions of Mac Jones were in week one and what you think it means for the Patriots when they're about to take the field in week two against the Jets. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, Mike, it was a very impressive performance. I, I think when you look at the way he handled pressure, which you just walked everybody through, the way he made some veteran-type reads and throws in that game, when you look at the simple fact that I think if you had told Patriots fans, say, last Saturday morning, look, they're going to be down one with the football at the plus 11 with three minutes to go, and Mac's going to have them on the move. Would you take that? I think most Patriots fans would take that as a heartbeat. That's what he did. You know, he put them in a position to win that football game. Now, they didn't get the win, and obviously there are reasons for that. But I thought it was a very impressive debut, and I did sort of want to highlight, you know, two throws in that game from Mac Jones. I, I did a video on them, you know, that you can see on Twitter. But 
I thought his, his throw to Nelson Aguilar sort of up the middle of the field against that cover two look was a very impressive throw, and here's why. His ability to move that middle of the field linebacker, that middle of the field defender, get him to open his hips, get him to throttle down to one side of the field, and then throw away from that was impressive because that middle of the field defender in that sort of Tampa two, the two deep safeties with that middle linebacker dropping, he's going to open to the three threat, three receiver side. And he opens to Nelson Aguilar's side of the field, right? There's a three receiver look because you've got the two receivers, Aguilar in the slot, and then James White in the backfield offset to that side. So that's the three receiver side from the defensive perspective. That linebacker, as he drops, is going to open to that threat. Jones flashes football and flashes his eyes to the two-receiver side. And this is one of those moments where if you can get a defensive player to do something he's not quite supposed to do to, get, to bait him, you've done something good. Because by looking to that two-receiver side, that linebacker, after opening up his hips to the three-receiver side, he sees Jones, he flattens. He gets his hips parallel to the line of scrimmage. And that's all Aguilar needs to get over the top of that player into that soft spot of the Tampa 2 too deep zone, and then Mac Jones immediately resets his feet, throws it over that linebacker's head for a first down. You know, that's the kind of manipulation that matters in the NFL. It's always nice when, you know, we, we all do the videos on Twitter and elsewhere where you see the quarterback stare at the, the post safety 30 yards downfield and then throw deep to the sideline. That post safety, yeah, he, the, the quarterback throws him, but nine times out of ten, unless it's Ed Reed back there, that player isn't making a play on that fade route to the sideline. But this play with Jones, that's the kind of manipulation that matters. I get a defender to do something he's not supposed to do. Then later in the game, you had the cover two hole shot where you had Aguilar on the go route along the left sideline, quick flat route from the slot receiver. What does Jones do on this play? He flashes the football again to that flat route because he's worried about that cornerback peeling off and trapping that flat route from the slot receiver, flashes football gets that defender to commit, resets, throws a whole shot, and he puts it to the sideline away from the leverage of that safety. Again, a two-deep look rotating over. Those are the kinds of plays we saw, and I don't want to like, open the door, but I'm going to, to the Tom Brady comparisons. But when you watch Tom Brady, you see him do those little things to get defenders out of position and exploit what happens as a result. Jones was doing that in his debut, so I thought that was impressive. He's got some, he made some mistakes. There are some things he's going to have to clean up. That, like, post-route, crossing route, Jacoby Myers put a little air on that throw, allowed Jason McCourty to recover, you know, and break that up. This is a moment where Mac Jones has to remember, you're not throwing it to Devonta Smith, you're not throwing it to Jalen Waddell, you're not playing against the Citadel or any other sort of FCS school that Alabama puts on their schedule, like Mercer a couple of weeks ago. This is the NFL. Guys are going to close those windows. And so there are moments when, you think you can put air on a throw. You can take a little off on a throw to make sure it's completed. It's going to get broken up. You're going to have to dial up velocity on, on some throws. So he's going to need to learn that. But overall, from a sort of quarterback evaluation standpoint, I was very impressed with what I saw. Yeah, and I think a lot of people were impressed by what they saw, not just with the action on the field and nobody by any stretch of the imagination breaks it down with the eloquence and uh, the ability as you do. So thank you so much for that, because it really gives a different dimension and a different look for people to be able to see intricately what this kid does on the field in terms of reading the linebackers, reading the coverage. It's so um, refreshing to see that the Patriots and Max seem to be on the same page when it comes to that and that they have 
have their quarterback that they believe is best suited to lead them on that uh, type of journey on the field, but also the intangibles that he brings off the field. Um, immediately looking at film on the Jets mere moments after the season opener has concluded. Uh, we talked to Mac a few times this week already, and his focus is razor sharp on the Jets. It's what we need to do with what they do well on the field, the type of coverages that he expects to see. He's already preparing at that level, and that's leadership by example and something that Mac Jones, I think, is really willing and able to do so well for this team. It really fills you with a lot of optimism. So we'll continue to you know, look at what this kid does well. There will continue to be rookie moments, and those will, con unfortunately, folks, will continue into this week and beyond as Mac Jones progresses and finds the type of quarterback he wishes to be. But the type of poise and the type of command that he's showing early on definitely gives Patriots fans a lot to be optimistic about heading into the remainder of the season. Well, Mark, there are also comparisons to another rookie quarterback that the Patriots will be seeing a lot of this Sunday, and that is the New York Jets' Zach Wilson. Uh, Wilson, I thought, delivered a pretty mixed performance uh, in his first in, uh, NFL game in his debut, but I thought overall he actually uh, uh, you know, put out a pretty solid performance as well. Held on to a few balls for a little bit too long, did throw an interception, but I thought he demonstrated some escapability, uh, showed off that arm talent, which a lot of Patriots are talking about this week. It seems to be a common thread throughout not only Bill Belichick, but also some of the Patriots players we've talked to in the media. Uh, I thought he showed a pretty good amount of grit with a multi-drive second half comeback attempt. Finished the game 20 of 37, 258 yards, two scores, but he also got set back, I think, by a lot of pressure that was put on him. He was constantly under duress, uh, took six sacks, 10 quarterback hits, found himself in really, I think, unrelenting pressure in his NFL debut. From what you saw from Zach Wilson now, what were your impressions of his NFL debut, Mark? And what do you believe that means for him against the Patriots defense this coming Sunday? Well, like you, Mike, I was impressed with a lot of what he did. You know, I think we certainly saw the arm talent, the ability to make some impressive throws. He had that throw late in the game to Denzel Mims along the left sideline that a lot of people have talked about, a lot of people have clips, myself, Dan Orlovsky, Bill Belichick even broke it down on the Bellistrator talking about the arm talent that he has, you know, because he's, he's making a whole shot after scramble and he gets drilled in the ribs, but hangs in there and makes an impressive throw. You know, I, I think... The, the concern, if you're a New York Jets fan right now, is are we going to stumble into Joe Burrow 2.0? Because if you remember last year, Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals, they could not protect him. They had to go five wide and a lot of quick game stuff and empty backfields to try to sort of speed things up to get the ball out of his hands. And unfortunately for Joe Burrow and the Bengals, it ended with an injury, you know, on a scramble situation. And, and we never want to see players injured, especially young talented quarterbacks like Zach Wilson, who I think can be a very good quarterback in this league. But now you have Makai Beckton down. You know, you saw a lot of pressure from the Carolina Panthers, who have a very good defensive front, Brian Burns, with his Spider-Man sack celebration, is a tremendous talent. But we know that that's probably what Bill Belichick's going to want to do this week. You see some of the ways they manufactured pressure on Tua Tonovailoa last week. You know, the third and 11 sack from Van Noy is a prime example, where they have Barmore head up on the center, I mean, you've got Hightower, Van Noy, and Judon 
overload look to the right side of the offense, all of those players on the outside shoulder of the guard working out. You know, that's an overload look, and then backside you have Josh Uche one-on-one from that wide nine alignment. I think you're going to see a lot of that this weekend. You're going to see that look probably flip to the other side now because you'll have a new left tackle with Beckton down. You know, the rookie left guard and Elijah Vera Tucker. You're going to try that overload look to that side, get those guys confused. And then obviously, look, part of the reason the Patriots probably did it to the right side, the blind side of the left-handed quarterback. Now you flip it, too. It's the Wilson's blind side. Maybe you get that overload look. Wilson's worried about that. He slides protection against Josh Uche, a one-on-one situation. And so I think there were things to like about Wilson. I, I think he made some impressive throws. I, I think the athleticism, the arm talent, those were boxes that he checked in the draft evaluation anyway. You know, so I wasn't surprised to see some of those. I think a concern for the Patriots from a defensive perspective is, and I was talking about this with some Jets fans, uh, DJ Bianamin, who's one of their brilliant beat reporters for, I believe, the New York Daily News. He and I were talking about it yesterday. What did the Patriots do with Corey Davis? Is this a situation where they just trust J.C. Jackson on him? Is it a Jalen Mills with safety help over the top situation? Do they mix it up on him? You know, that's going to be a sort of a matchup to watch. We all know Bill Belichick wants to take away what you do best. Right now, I do believe that's Corey Davis. And so, you know, I was impressed with a lot of what Wilson did. Uh, I think he certainly has the talent to make every throw you want, the athleticism to escape and extend. But I do think that Bill Belichick is going to have some things up that, you know, cut off, you know, sweaty sweatshirt sleeve of his uh, to, to get after him, to try to replicate those bad numbers he had under pressure and sort of force some mistakes from a young quarterback. Yeah, absolutely. And we know that Bill Belichick has a penchant of trying to make life difficult for young quarterbacks, trying to confuse them, showing them exotic looks, uh, keeping them off balance and forcing them to make throws they don't want to make. Zach obviously has a big time arm and he's capable of making throws. But if you can keep him confused at the line and really prevent him from being able to see exactly what the Patriots want to do defensively, that could be their ticket for success against him. And I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what the Patriots defense wants to dial up in terms of pass rush and in terms of keeping him off balance, because unlike last year, Mark, we know that they have the horses to be able to do it this year. They've got the Matt Judons and the Kyle Van Noys and guys that can disguise their coverages, get after the quarterback. They have the speed and the strength to be able to do it. And even though he struggled a little bit in the season opener, Dante Hightower's presence in the middle of that defense is so important for the Patriots, dictating, letting people know where to go. Dante wasn't happy with his performance last week. He'd be the first to tell you. He spoke to the media yesterday and said such. You can bet that the Patriots are dialing up some schemes to try to keep Zach Wilson off base. Patriots fans, once again, it's always a blast when Mark comes back home. And Mark, your wisdom and counsel, the perfect level-headed insight that we need here among Patriots fans heading into this all-important Week 2 matchup against the Jets. But who comes out the victor this weekend between the Patriots and those J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets? In just a moment, Mark Schofield and I will discuss this, and we'll make at least one more Toto reference when this episode of the Locked On Patriots podcast continues. Locked On listeners, we're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back to start another football season. 
As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit, just for signing up. Don't forget to use the promo code NFL100. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Patriots fans, once again, I am joined here by my friend and predecessor, Mark Schofield, blessing the reins and closing out the week in style here on Locked On Patriots, heading into week two of the 2021 NFL season. And Mark, this past Sunday, the Patriots had some momentum against the Miami Dolphins offensive line. They were able to penetrate, able to block the run a little bit. They looked like they had done a better job of both setting the edge and stopping the run, save for that first drive, which really just looked too easy for Miami. And the Patriots defense looked off balance, but I thought they rebounded from that nicely. Now, on Sunday coming up, the Patriots, I think, one of the bigger keys for their victory is to build on the momentum against a pretty porous Jets offensive line. You touched on this a little bit in the previous segment, talking about keeping Zach Wilson off balance and getting to him. But one of the things that I think the Patriots are going to look to do is try to put the ball in his hands, try to stop the New York Jets running game. And the Panthers seem to have very little difficulty in doing so. New York's offensive line routinely failed to open up rushing lanes, and that basically rendered guys like Tevin Coleman, Ty Johnson, Michael Carter almost invisible uh, you know, to start uh, their season, and really the Jets' running game was not a factor against the Panthers at all. If this trend continues into Sunday, I think the Jets' offense becomes largely one-dimensional, and if that is the case... I think it may play into the Patriots' hands a little bit here, especially with a more aggressive front seven pursuing Zach Wilson than the one that he saw last week with the Panthers. To make matters even more difficult for New York, left tackle Makai Becton, he's out four to six weeks with a knee injury. Belichick talked about this earlier this week. George Fant is going to be forced to move from the right side. Morgan Moses assuming the left tackle spot. Mark, in my opinion, this is bad news for the Jets because it forces them to shuffle their offensive line very early in the season. And that, I think, can present all types of offensive problems. So I'm listing this as my key to the game for the Patriots' success, being able to exploit the Jets' offensive line. As my spirit animal, Vincent LaGuardia Gambini, would say, does the defense's case hold water here, my friend? Uh, <laughs> all kidding aside, is this really the key, or do you identify a different aspect of this game that could lead to a Patriots victory on Sunday? You know, Mike, I think you're exactly right. I think it's can they get pressure on Wilson when he drops? Can they do what the Panthers did against the run last Sunday when he hands it off? Because you watch – you know, that, that Jets run game against that Panthers defensive front. And, you know, just going through the play sheet here, run for two yards on the first play of the game, run for one, run for one, run for two. Their best run until their final, like, rushing attempt of the game, which came with eight minutes left. I mean, they only had 18 rushing attempts, was six yards. 
you know, it was, it was a simple sort of lead zone out of 12 personnel with a tight end of the line at the fullback spot. For the most part, you, for the most part, you're getting, you know, no gain, you know, one or two yards here. They're, the Panthers were able to sort of fit the run well. They were able to get penetration quickly in the interior. They were able to force running backs to either have to sort of slow up to try to identify a hole behind the line of scrimmage or in some cases full-on cut behind the line. And, you know, anytime you're forcing a running back to change direction, shift direction, slow up, hesitate behind the line of scrimmage, that's usually step one to stop in the run as a defensive front. And so if they can continue to, you know, build off of what the Panthers did, that will be huge. If they can then, when Wilson drops to throw, pressure him, frustrate him, get him off the spot, get him off of rhythm, force him to make some secondary or even, you know, tertiary reads under pressure, they're going to be in good shape. So I think you're absolutely right. You know, if they can do the things and replicate the things that the Panthers did last week, they should be in very good shape. And I think they have the talent and they have the scheme to do that. I think the Patriots win this game. Um, Will it be, you know, will they cover? I don't know. I mean, last I saw, I saw initially five and a half. Now I think it's six and a half. Um, divisional games, AFC East games, two young quarterbacks, I mean, they still might cover that. Um, but I do think they win this game. I, I think they have the talent up front on defense, the scheme up front on defense to, you know, do the things they need to do on that side of the football. And I think, look, they know what they're going to get for the most part from Robert Solo. You know, Bill Belichick talked about that this week. They played San Francisco last year where, you know, he was where Robert Sala was the defensive coordinator. You know you're going to see a lot of single-high stuff, cover one, cover three, that kind of family. I think you'll see the tight ends involved a lot up those seams against that single-high coverage. I think we'll see some Patriots staples such as Haas, which we all know and love. They'll put some stuff in off the play-action game. You know, and I think when you look at this defense from the Jets, you see a banged-up second level as well. You know, the Patriots will probably try to get the running back as well as the tight ends involved in the passing game stuff off of play action so yeah sitting here friday morning michael i feel pretty comfortable about this one from new england's perspective yeah and i think you're uh, in uh, good company when it comes to that because i feel the same way uh, i don't necessarily know if a blowout is going to be something that we'll see because i i am impressed by the uh, the improvements that the jets have made uh from one year to the next meaning from 2020 to 2021. I think Zach Wilson is the right quarterback for this system. Uh, I think defensively, I think Robert Sala's schemes that he's dialing up are going to be more effective. You're right. Bill Belichick did talk about this a little bit more this week. That Seattle three defense that um, the Jets have a, uh, a tendency to run four-man defensive line, but incorporating more defensive principles more commonly seen in those three-man lines. Uh, that type of scheme uh, is something that uh, Sala did very well with the uh, San Francisco 49ers, and he's incorporating that into what we're seeing with the New York Jets. But ultimately, it's about trying to keep a young quarterback off balance, being able to stop the run for the Patriots defensively, but also offensively, it's being a little bit more aggressive against that three-man line trying to exploit some of the holes in that defense and maybe exploiting uh, some of that young secondary play that the Jets have uh, put out. But the secondary played very well on Sunday, uh, meaning the Jets secondary against the Carolina Panthers. Uh, but the Patriots have a good amount of weapons at their disposal, like a Nelson Aguilar or Jacoby Myers. Uh, if they want to run those two tight end sets, one very interesting piece of information, folks, that you may want to keep a sharp eye on, Jonu Smith, 
not uh, you know listed as a uh, limited participant on Thursday, a little bit too early at the time we're recording this podcast, my friend, to talk about whether or not he'll be uh, either limited or out of action or a full participant on Friday's practice. Keep an eye on that injury report. That's going to be telltale. Mark, I know you've already kind of tipped your hand a little bit, and I'm not going to put you too much on the hot seat, but I know that you have said that you're pretty comfortable saying that the Patriots might be able to pull out a win here. Um, to Just to reiterate a little bit on what you just said and maybe expand upon it a little bit, key to victory on the offensive side of the ball, key to victory on the defensive side of the ball, and if you'd like, I'm not going to put you on the hot seat, but if you'd like, you can uh, feel free to throw in a final score prediction as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we talked about when the Jets have the ball, that key is up front. That, the key is, you know, how are they going to maintain the pressure looks that the Panthers were able to do both against the run and when, you know, Zach Wilson drops the throw. So I, I think that's the key when the Jets have the ball. Also, how are they going to handle Corey Davis? I, I do think that's going to be, you know, the matchup to watch because when Wilson has time, that's where he wants to go with the football. Now, when the Patriots have the football, no turnovers. I mean, I, I really think this week that's the big thing. You know, when you have the kinds of turnovers that the, the Patriots had last week against the Dolphins, you know, you're not going to win games. They were lucky to be, even be in a position to try to win that game. And so they have to cut down on the turnovers, don't make mistakes. I think those are the two keys. In terms of potential, potential final score, I mean, I'm probably going to say, let's, if we want to be bold here, I'll say 26. 720 Patriots won by a touchdown and just covered that number. Absolutely. And you know what? I'm pretty much in agreement with you. My final score prediction, which will be revealed, folks, in just a few minutes here to close up Lockdown Patriots, uh, will be by a touchdown as well. So ultimately, Bud, we're both in good company. And hopefully next week we're talking about the Patriots back to 500 and preparing for what is going to be a fun game to watch uh, coming up against the uh, New Orleans Saints at Fox, in Foxborough at Gillette Stadium. Uh, but the Patriots cannot overlook this Jets team. They're playing at home. Uh, they're, you know, highly motivated to avoid the 0-2 seller as well. So this is a game that Patriots uh, players and maybe the media alike have to give maybe a little bit more credit to the Jets than they're giving. But at the same time, I still like the Pats in this one for the reasons we've outlined here today. Mark, what can I say? I always, always appreciate you coming back home, checking on the place, making sure that everything is in its right spot. Uh, that total poster on the wall, but I told you that's never coming down. That is always affixed to the wall in your honor, uh, and it will continue to for as long as I have the microphone here on Locked On Patriots. Uh, folks, Mark Schofield, again, is the excellence of execution. He is the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be, and most of you are already following him, but Mark, for the benefit of our new listeners here on Locked On Patriots, please let everyone know where they can find you and interact with you on social media and what you have coming up in the days and coming weeks in the NFL season from the great voice and the great pen of Mark Schofield. Well, Mike, again, always a, a blast and an honor to come back. And, you know, this is, you know, such a, a joy for me to see, you know, what you're doing, the stuff you do every day the places you're writing, the content you're putting out. It's, it's just tremendous to see. Uh, if you want to follow me on the Stakem app, you can follow me on Twitter at Mark Schofield. You'll get, you know, you'll be able to track all the stuff I do, um, particularly the three throws with Sco where I break down three clips from, you know, as many quarterbacks as I can get to each week. I already got, we were doing this on Friday morning, and I already got Taylor Heineke up from the fourth quarter on Thursday night football against the New York Giants. And so 
I have a lot of fun with those, trying to break some stuff down in, in that quick two-minute, 20-second format. You can also look um, – not that Patriots fans need to be concerned with this. I'm not saying they do. But every Saturday night, you will get Stock Watch, where I look at the college quarterback, stock up, stock down, stock neutral, injury watches, whatever that had to happen during that day of college football. Um, you know, whether it's Phil Jakovic and his injury situation with BC, whether it's Spencer Rattler, whether it's Teddy Pickett, who's looking great for uh, Pittsburgh. You know, I break down college football quarterbacks. Obviously, Patriots fans probably don't have to worry about the next draft class, but if you're interested in that at all, you can check that out, which will drop every Saturday night as well over at uh, USA Today's Touchdown Live. Absolutely. And folks, again, I cannot recommend highly enough the work that this man does, whether it be from a written perspective or from a vocal perspective. He, again, sets the standards so high for all of us here uh, that uh, make their living uh, in sports media. And I, for one, am so honored not only to have been mentored and to have been uh, a part of, uh, you know, this this man's journey on a professional level to call you a personal friend is truly my greatest honor. So honored once again and humbled by your presence, Mark. Thank you for joining me today. We look forward to talking ball with you again here on Locked On Patriots very soon. In the meantime, continue to stay safe and well, and enjoy the game this Sunday. You too, my friend. Always a blast, buddy. Just like that, Patriots fans, it is almost time to get ready for kickoff. However, not just yet. Not before I open my Patriots notebook and give you my keys to victory for the Patriots before revealing my final score prediction. And, folks, this is going to be an intriguing matchup. Interdivisional matchups always are. It is not going to be a walkover by any stretch of the imagination. These Jets are going to come out hungry, and they're going to come out ready to play with a chip on their shoulder as well. Don't forget, they're also 0-1. The Jets don't want to go 0-2, and neither do the Patriots. If the Pats are going to be successful in this game, they need to get the running game going early. I know you all are looking forward to watching Mac Jones. I am as well. You want to see his connections with receivers like Nelson Aguilar and Jacoby Myers. Kendrick Bourne could be an X-factor in this game as well. Don't forget, Kendrick is a former San Francisco 49er who was the defensive coordinator in San Francisco last year, New Jets head coach Robert Sala. So Bourne has practiced against this defense. He knows their tendencies. Look for him to get open and look for Mac to zero in on him a little bit as well. We all know Claire wants to see it, but I know that you all want to see it as well, and that is tight endage getting involved. The 12-man personnel and the Patriots being a little more active in the red zone, maybe getting guys like Hunter Henry or most likely Jonu Smith, assuming he's healthy and good to go in this one, a few looks in the red zone. The Patriots were not that aggressive in the red zone on Sunday against the Dolphins, and they paid the price. I look for that to continue. But getting back to my original point, running the ball early and often will set the tone. First of all, it's going to help take the crowd out of the game. Second of all, it's going to give confidence back to guys like Damian Harris and maybe even Ramondre Stevenson, who had costly fumbles against Miami. These guys are going to be looking for retribution, folks, and I think they will get it. On the defensive side of the ball, the Patriots need to be aggressive in getting after Zach Wilson. The Jets' running game was non-existent against the Carolina Panthers, and that was due largely in part to the fact that the Jets' offensive line simply could not open the seams and holes required to get the runners the space they needed to be effective. That made the Jets' offense one-dimensional. If that happens again this week, Bill Belichick and the defensive brain trust of the New England Patriots can devise some exotic looks and some schemes that could confuse Zach Wilson at the line of scrimmage, force him into making throws he simply does not want to make. 
If that happens, it's going to be a long day for the New York Jets. But if Zach Wilson can find some time to complete his throws, he may be able to take advantages of some mismatches that may exist between the Jets' receiving core and some of the lack of depth that the Patriots have in the secondary right now. If the Jets are going to be successful, they have to win those battles. The Patriots know it better than anybody and look for them to be extra aggressive on the front seven to prevent any breakdown in coverage on the secondary. Bottom line, these are two teams that are ultimately building toward the future, but in my opinion, the Patriots roster is a little bit more NFL-ready for prime time than that of their Jets counterparts this week. I think they make the defensive stops when they need to, and I think they make the offensive plays when they need to. That's the difference in this one. I like the Patriots by a touchdown on Sunday by a final score of 24-17. to so, Pats fans, that is my prediction. But what is your prediction for Sunday's game? Drop me a line at LO underscore Patriots or on my personal Twitter at M-D-A-B-A-T-E-N-F-L and let me know what you think. Of course, Monday will be breaking down all of Sunday's action. And whether it's a win, a lose, or a draw for your New England Patriots on Sunday, the color green will be well represented by my guy Murph. Hashtag Locked on Murph Monday, giving you all the post-game wrap-up knowledge that you'll need heading into week three. So, to ensure that you do not miss a single second of the action, download, subscribe to, and follow the Locked on Patriots podcast on platforms such as Spotify, the Odyssey app, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, just make sure that you are staying locked in to Locked On Patriots. Once again, my name is Mike DeBate. I thank my good friend and host emeritus here at Locked On Patriots, the great Mark Schofield, for his time, his insight, and his appearance on today's pod. But most of all, I thank you so much for listening and for continuing to make Locked On Patriots a daily part of your New England Patriots coverage. Until Monday, Foxborough faithful, stay safe, stay well, be the change you wish to see in the world. Have a great day, everyone, a great weekend, and enjoy Pat's Jets on Sunday.